Welcome to Fleet Baptist Church. We hope you enjoy the latest in our teaching series. Right now I have the privilege of introducing Sue, the great Sue Rinaldi, to us. She's going to be sharing this morning. Sue's not only a colleague, but also a dear friend. And one of the things I most appreciate about Sue is her ability to craft words so thoughtfully and meaningfully. Um, I've had uh, the greatest joy of hearing her talk before and it really impacted me. And I'm certain that um, it's gonna impact all of you this morning. So let me pray before we start and then I'll hand over to Sue. Father, we wanna thank you for Sue. We wanna thank you that you've placed her here for such a time as this. We wanna thank you that she is um, your daughter first and foremost. And we just thank you that we get the privilege of getting to know her, getting to receive from her. And we pray right now this morning that you would bless her words and that you would open our hearts to receive them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Over to you, Sue. Thank you, Amy. What an amazing introduction. I hardly recognised myself. (laughs) Hey, I'm Sue, and it's uh, my pleasure to just drop a few thoughts to you this morning. Uh, We finished our teaching series at the end of July, and since then we've had much more of an ad hoc kind of August, where Amy and Nathan and now myself have just been bringing a few passions from our heart, and I hope you've really enjoyed the variety. We've also had Clive Caulfield, and he's been investing into our church, as many of you know, for the last few months. And he's brought an amazing four-part series called Living in Transition. And we've just got one part to go. But those messages that he's brought us has been, is being and will be very timely for us as a church, living in transition. What is it like to go on the journey that we're going on? What is it like to just live in this liminal space between one thing and another? How can we rest? How can we pause? But then also, as we look ahead to the journey, what are we going to take with us? What are we going to leave behind? And so I would really encourage you to go on our website to listen to those messages or on our Facebook page or go onto our YouTube channel and really soak in what has been said throughout all of August uh, from our pastors, Amy Nathan, uh, but also from Clive Caulfield. Now, as I've been considering this morning and uh, what to bring, there's really been two verses that have just kept popping into my head. And so I'd really like just to bring uh, you those two verses and uh, then just a few thoughts from them. And uh, the first one is from Ephesians 2 verse 10. And uh, let me read, first of all, let me read it to you uh, from the NIV. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And from the Passion Translation, the same verse says this, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us, for we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. And even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. I love that. I love the fact that we are God's handiwork, that we are God's workmanship, or that beautiful word, we are God's masterpiece. Imagine that. But also we are God's poetry, and the beautiful Greek word that's used and translated as handiwork is poema, 
which is poetry or poem. And I think what that means is that our lives are beautiful poetry that speaks of God, God's design, God's creativity, God's wonder, God's love, and everything that God has purposed us to be. And I guess that kind of makes us uh, works of art. <laughs> if we're poetry, we are works of art. Imagine we are like God's art gallery for people to see. We're interactive pictures, images. We're, we're, we're just walking, talking pictures of who God is. We are masterpieces. And yet, actually, that truth is very hard to identify with so often. I know that. I know that so often we devalue our worth. And even though we know and we know that God loves us, at times it's really hard to grasp that. Through circumstances or events, we, we, or internal um, thoughts and feelings, we can so often devalue our worth, who we are, our gifts, our effectiveness, our usefulness. And we deflate our worth and we can live life never quite feeling enough. But this verse actually says, in God's eyes, we are more than enough. Even though we may devalue us and feel poor in spirit, God says, blessed are the poor in spirit. And so this morning, I just want to encourage myself and us all, just how God sees us, that we're valued, that we are God's handiwork, we are God's masterpiece. We are strokes of genius. And then I guess it's our responsibility to understand that, to have that revelation just poured into us even more so that it's not just a thought in our head or a verse in the Bible, but it's reality. You are God's work of art. Now let me read something that pastor and uh, author Alan Scott has written in his uh, wonderful book, Scattered Servants. You are engraved by the very hand of God. God's hand reached into your life and inscribed something unique on your soul the moment you were conceived. He wrote his dreams into your core. He inscribed something unique in you that the world has never seen before. God in heaven has entered your life to make a difference beyond your life. And that difference is meant to spill out everywhere on everything. You are uniquely wired by God to dream according to his design and unleash his creativity in our communities. I love that phrase, uniquely wired by God. It's good, isn't it? That we are unique, that God has made us with so much originality. I remember a, a good friend of mine and church leader and pastor, Gerald Coates, he said so often this phrase, we are born originals, but die copies. And I guess what he was trying to say is that we can so easily bury our originality because 
we devalue it and yet we look elsewhere and go, I want to be like that, I want that gift, I don't like my gift. I want that life, I don't like my life. I want her singing voice, <laughs> I don't like my singing voice. It's all those things and we bury our originality and we go after something else. And this uniqueness is mirrored in creation. There is so much diversity, so much color. There's so much arrangement and landscape all around us. And it's the same with you and me. We are unique, we are diverse, and yet we are all equal in the eyes of God. I love the verse in Psalm 139, a very familiar verse, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. I think in the message version it says something like body and soul marvelously made. That's the truth. And yet I know it's so hard sometimes to really take that truth and apply it. It's easier for me to apply it to your life <laughs> and to other people's lives, but it's so hard sometimes for me to grasp that God has made me a masterpiece, a work of art, and that in God's eyes I am more than enough. Now, I'm going to cast my mind back a few years now, <laughs> a very many few years, uh, to when I was growing up, and there were three things that I really wanted to be. The first was a footballer, uh, the second was a Dalek, and the third was Batman's sidekick, Robin. Now in those days, Batgirl didn't quite have the same kudos that she has now. But I spent all my time reenacting and um, going through uh, the whole pretense and the, the motions of saving the planet or being a Dalek. I had a full-size Dalek suit, but maybe that's a story for another time. I used to go along in it and go, I will exterminate. As I say, that's another, another story. But to me, it was a bit more than just playtime. Uh, it was very much escapism. Now, I know as children, uh, we, we did that. Children do that. Children play. Children imagine. We, we play, let's pretend. But for me, it was more than that. It really was a way of escapism. I, I didn't like my life. I didn't feel that I belonged. I didn't feel that there was a, a, an understanding or a place that I fitted. And so therefore I, I escaped. Now, you'll be pleased to know that so much has changed since then in me. <laughs> you'll be very glad to hear that. But the thing is, escapism isn't just something that we do as children. In some ways, even now, it's still possible for us to escape or to feel like we don't belong, uh, especially if we haven't quite grasped our God-given value or why we're here on this earth. So coming back to that Ephesians verse, we are here because God wants us here. Our mandate is to unleash and live out God's goodness and grace and love and mercy albeit in different ways, because you and I are different. But we're here because God wants us here, each of us, in our own unique, different
but equal way. And that brings me beautifully on to my second verse, uh, which is from 1 Peter 2, and it's verse 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Or the Passion Translation says it like this. You are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvellous light. And now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. How many times have some of us heard this? We are treasure, we are chosen, we are set apart. Now this chosen people has an underlying Greek word, ecclesia, which means a called out assembly or congregation. Now ecclesia is commonly translated as church in the New Testament, but it refers to a group of people that are organized together for a common purpose. For those who are interested, this Greek word ecclesia is the basis for our English words ecclesiastical pertaining to the church and ecclesiology, the study of doctrine concerning the church. Discuss. <laughs> Not really. But more than ever, we need to grasp the incredible truth that all of us are called out and all of us are treasure. We are all Ecclesia. Church is not supposed to be a monument or a museum. It's not supposed to be a club we belong to that's exclusively run by others. The church is us, all of us. Of course, there are roles and institutional positions, various religious streams of liturgy and practices, but all of that should never stand out. It should never invalidate that we, we, you, I, are all active parts of the body, different but equal. In fact, in the message version, 1 Peter 2, it says, present yourselves as building stones for the construction of a sanctuary vibrant with life. So what are we building? Where? are we building? This sanctuary that Peter talks about, this spiritual house, it doesn't have a static address. It is living. These building stones are living and active. They have momentum and miracles, and it's carried and revealed by lively, active building stones. That's you and me. This sanctuary that Peter talks about is and I really feel this, it's wherever God breaks in. Anywhere, everywhere. Now, every now and then, it does happen at GU513RS. <laughs> but you and me, as these building stones, we carry church with us. We carry the presence of God with us, the person of God. We are the works of art that show, that bring visibility, that bring glory to who God 
is. We were never meant to be consumers of church and we do live in a very consumer culture where everything's like a diner to us. We go in and we eat and we walk away and we go in and we do this and we walk away. We, at the flick of a button, we just push up our laptop and everything's done for us. It's very easy in this culture to be consumers. But we were never meant to be consumers of church. We were never meant to consume church from or critique church from the sidelines. There has to be a higher and quite frankly, more exciting calling for us in this. And I believe that is to be consumed by God, not consumers of, <laughs> but to be consumed by God. That we realize that you and I, that we are all active architects installing the kingdom of God wherever we roam. We're in it together, albeit different roles, different skills, different gifts, different locations, different priorities, different ages, different outfits, different personalities. But we're in it together as we go forward and that's why I love Clive's messages to us at the moment. He's looking at almost where we've come from, where we are, but where we're going. <laughs> and I really, really believe that as we go forward, it's us together. It's us. We are God's handiwork. We are God's building stones. We are God's masterpieces. We are God's work of art. Together, we are active architects installing the kingdom of God wherever we roam. It has to be us. It has to be you. It has to be me. <laughs> with all our difference, with all our variety, with all our unique wiring from God, together we make up this body of Christ that so dearly wants to see the kingdom of God installed on planet earth now let me finish by reading a little bit more from alan scott's book scattered servants we have the assignment to invade the realms of society in a way that brings the kingdom the dream of god over your life is that you come alive in his presence and bring life to every environment, spilling contagious hope into hurting humanity. God has entrusted believers with an assignment to lead the earth into life. We must unleash the unique blueprint of God for our lives and our community in a creative, expansive and imaginative way. It is time to let our light shine. But I hope you've heard my heart this morning. <laughs> I, I, I'm speaking to myself as much as us all. That to begin with, we do need to grasp even more that you and I are God's stroke of genius. We are poetry in motion. 
that we are valued and we are so valued that we are valuable. We, you, I, we are valuable building stones as we build this kingdom of God, as we get involved in all that God wants us to do on this earth. So come on, let's do this thing and be church together. Let's ask God to show each of us in a, a much more deeper way that we are valued and valuable. Yes, you are valued and valued.